This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to another Drink of Ages radio show. We are here this week over at Firehouse Saloon. One of the last few shows we will be doing over here at Firehouse Saloon because we will be moving the show to the... Soon to, well, soon to be Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. I'm getting better and better at plugging stuff. So I'm going to plug the new bar a whole lot more during my show these next few weeks because hopefully by the time you're listening to this, the sign has changed, or at least there's a banner up that says Drink of Ages Pub. And, yeah, but this is your weekly craft beer and music fest show that we do call Drink of Ages. And if you miss any shows, you can always go back and listen to them on iTunes or drinkofages.com. That is sponsored by Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. And, man, there's some, there's some good ones, there's some bad ones, and there's some in between. But each show, we always feature good beer, good music, and we have a good time. This episode of Drink of Ages is brewed up by Sweetwater 420's Extra Pale L, which is a delicious anytime beer that is available now in Houston once again because it actually left the market for a little while because of some kind of label approval. And now it's back. And delicious beer for any time of year, come up spring. Just pretty damn tasty stuff. Tonight's show is going to be a nice, busy, fun show. Got a lot going on. Our music guest, Tony Ramey. This guy's written thousands of songs. He's written songs for George Strait that went gold. He's written songs for a ton of different people. He has a single out right now with Willie Nelson. Then from Goliad Brew, we have Martin Nichols and Stefan Zurakowski hanging out, actually sitting on the mics right now. And then later we're going to bring in Fetching Lab Brewery, Brett Bray and Teresa Hutchins. They're sitting on the casting couch just waiting to, <laughs> to join in the fun here at Firehouse Saloon. But, uh... And you guys, go ahead, you guys can chime in on this. I was looking at the Brewers Association. They put out their statistics for state craft beer stats for 2015. Those came out. And Texas now has 189 craft breweries, which actually ranks seventh in the states. It's not bad. So we're moving up. Yeah. We're getting there. Pretty far from California, who has 518 breweries. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're working on it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Colorado came in at number three at 284. Oregon had 228, but Washington State had 305. They actually came in at number two. So, wow. you know, West Coast, man, they've been making beer for a long time. I thought, like, Pennsylvania, because there's a lot of breweries scattered yeah. through there. Uh, but, yeah, guess who, guess who had the least amount of breweries? Alaska. No. Really? Yes. Utah. Oklahoma. Mississippi. Oh, really? <laughs> and I might not even read that right, but when I was scrolling through looking, Mississippi only had eight breweries. Huh. Yeah, that's not very many, but I hear, like, Lazy Magnolia was on uh, a few months ago, and when they start talking about the Mississippi laws and how bad they are, it makes Texas beer laws look pretty easy. Yeah, they've only legally homebrewed for, what, four or five years now? Not very long, yeah. 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 And let's see, what other cool things were there? Uh, oh, one thing about Texas that wasn't good is there's one brewery per 100,000 adults over 21, and that actually ranks 42nd. Hmm. So there's a lot of people in Texas. Texas is big. 
So there's plenty of room to have more breweries. Uh, I don't know, me personally, I'd like to have a brew pub in every corner. One day we'll get there. Now you guys are up and running. Uh, have the beer garden out yep. there. Do tours, do, you can drive down to Goliad, hang out for the weekend, and enjoy the beers. Yes, actually, we're uh, promoting not just the brewery, but the town, the history of the area. So there's a lot of good reasons to come to Goliad. Or if you're going to the coast or some of these other places, uh, sneak on through the brewery. Make sure you come on a Saturday when we're open. Uh, but, yeah, uh, definitely a lot of people in town realizing that people are just hanging out until the brewery opens at noon. I mean, I've, I've been through Goliad, not since you guys are there. And I mean, there, there is a lot of Texas history that goes on in Goliad. And, and Mark, you might want to explain to some of the people listening, because we have a lot of people that didn't live in Texas, live in Texas now, that they're like, Goliad, what do I need to go there? But there's a very important piece of Texas history down in Goliad. Uh, yeah, Goliad is actually the third oldest city in Texas, founded in 1749 by Spain. Um, that location there was a one day's march from the uh, coast, or about 42 miles. Uh, it was their, actually their headquarters. They were the supply fort. Um, they built the Presidio La Bahia in Goliad, and that's the supply fort uh, for the uh, Alamo in San Antonio. Uh, they guarded the Gulf of Mexico from the Mississippi to the uh, river to the Yucatan uh, with that as their headquarters. There's been nine flag changes over Goliad. Uh, Texas only has six. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then, uh, you know, going to fast forward to the uh, you know, War for Independence, um, two weeks after the Alamo fell um, was the Battle of Goliad. Um, <clears throat> the uh, soldiers, the Texian army was taken uh, prisoner, and uh, they were under a law change in mexico um which they didn't know they were thought they were prisoners of war and were to be released uh back to the u.s but they were uh, charged as pirates and uh santa Ana gave the order to uh kill them all immediately so they were marched out of the fort on palm sunday in 1836 uh it would have actually been march 27th um 21 days after the alamo fell and about a mile into the march, the uh, Mexican army turned open fire and had proceeded to engage in the very the largest uh, massacre in North American history. 347 is uh, the total number fallen uh, that day. So uh, we go to the uh, battle at San Jacinto. Uh, remember the Alamo. Remember Goliad was the rallying cry. Now Santa Ana, man, he really could be an a-hole. <laughs> At times, he was problematic for a long time. Yeah, he had a complex, man. What was uh, too many uh, names? Like the Pastry War when when they were on telling the story about how they brought him out of retirement to fight the French army and he ended up losing his leg and they did a ceremonial burial of his leg. Just <laughs> yeah. pretty interesting fella that Santa Ana. Um, but yeah, the history of Goliad, man, is pretty jacked up, and like I said, a big part of Texas history. And then the Presidio La Bahia, which happens to be your Black Jefe, uh, we'll talk a bit about that when we come back from the break, and we'll talk about this this little can that you have here and what we were drinking earlier that everybody definitely wants to try. So, drink of ages, stay tuned. We'll be right back. i 
could call his living at all. Foot on the pedal for his pen. Bog down to the crawl, y'all. That ain't living at all. I'm tired of pinching them pennies, swinging that hammer, closing them song. Balls, kids of money, banks, seeing it. Taking back against the wall. Same old song. I may be breathing. I ain't six feet under yet, but I'm damn sure working myself to death. That ain't living at all. No, no, no. That ain't living long. Not at all. Well, I need a good bag of rubber. Seven days on and no time off. Woman at home, I'm missing my loving. Ought to be against the law That ain't living at all But my heart keeps a beating Pumping and thumping all day long Sweating and singing that same old song I may be breathing My body ain't six feet under yet But dang through working myself to death Singing that same old song I may be breathing My body ain't six feet under yet But I'm damn sure working myself to death That ain't living at all That ain't living long Not at all Hey good beer drinkers John from Drink of Ages radio show With a badass beer for you to try New Holland's Brewing Company, Dragon's Milk. This barrel-aged out comes in at a moderate 11% ABV and 31 IBUs. Aged in bourbon barrels, this beautiful beer has a roasty malt character with vanilla notes as a bourbon and oak rounded out. New Holland Brewing Company is new to Texas, and I highly recommend getting you some. Listen to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. right here on ESPN 97.5 for more beer and more music. The conspiratorial forces at Southern Star Brewing are alleged to have focused their energies on a well-defined objective, the delicious West Coast-style IPA. Conspiracy Theory is a new year-round 6.5% IPA brewed with Amarillo, Simcoe, Centennial, and Galena Hops. Let the existence of Conspiracy Theory IPA be proven in your glass or pick up a 360 can. Get ready to bring in the badass weather also with the Spring Pills, a new seasonal from Southern Star. Stop by the new brewery with open tap room every Friday, Saturday, and now open on Sundays. SouthernStarBrewing.com. Drink of Ages knows that craft beer fresh from the brewery comes in kegs, not bottles or cans. If you're not going to a bar tonight, take home a Growler, 64 ounces of kick-ass craft beer. At Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, they fill your Growler with a revolutionary system that keeps oxygen out and all the fresh, delicious goodness in. Keep your favorite beer fresh for an entire year, assuming you don't open it and drink it. The freshest craft beer in Houston is at Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, 1005 Wad Drive. 
Hops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages. Hey, Drink of Ages, we are back on, and we're still hanging out with Goliath Brewing. We have Stefan and Mark sitting here pouring some uh, pretty spectacular beers right now. But one thing that we drank earlier that is going to be your next seasonal, which your seasonal, let's, let's talk about seasonal real quick, because uh, the one that's out right now is a Doppelbach, and that is a beautiful, delicious do- Doppelbach. I mean, just solid, good malty, very tasty, and a nice little ABV on that one. Oh, thank you for that. Uh, but this is the beer poet's territory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Doppelbach is a um, is a lesser uh, known style. Uh, we've come to find out it's a style I've enjoyed for years. Uh, or- originated uh, about 500 years ago in Cologne, Germany, by the uh, by the monks. And uh, they would castigate themselves, or that means uh, self-punish oh, uh, by going. Else. <laughs> <laughs> now they would uh, they would uh, go without food. They would go on periods of fasting, and then all they would consume was the doppelbock. Um, it was not uh, recognized as a style legal for sale in Germany. Yet they would still overproduce and go out and have illegal sales around town. And uh, we have uh, neat little historical records of uh, bouts of civil disorder which ensued after these sales. <laughs> Just because of the purity laws. Um, is that correct? Or what? I'm not, you know, the purity laws. Um, well, they tax names. based on ABV too. So this is things you have to register if it's a higher ABV, higher alcohol percentage, or whatever. Um, the beer, uh, there's German words for it, but they had small beers, middle beers, and large beers. And basically, the monks weren't licensed to sell the large beers. That's what he said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, no, but. Um, so the uh, the style is very malty. Um, it has a lot of caramel note to it uh, from start to finish, uh, with complexity of a uh, little bit of uh, dark chocolate, dark fruit on the center. It's one of two styles that are absolutely perfect for steak. I can agree with that. Beef jerky goes down really well with some of the Doppelbach. That's what I had the other night. <laughs> Well, beef jerky goes good with everything. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, not the teriyaki though, because teriyaki you have to pair it very with something more special. But like pepper beef jerky, just whatever you want to take down with it is the way to go. I don't really eat much teriyaki, or there's a lot of the jerky out there. That I don't, but uh, like you can stop at Bucky's, and it's like little road trips. Uh, no matter which direction you're leaving from Houston, you're halfway to Goliad when you when when you when you hit stop the down there. Yeah, yeah. And so you get to try all the different jerkies, and but man, you just can't beat the just straight up pepper jerky. Yeah, I like them, and I like the uh, the Proshiks. Uh Those guys are awesome. Yeah, thick cut uh, beef pepper jerky and over uh we're talking about different having different foods over at the pub and we've been trying test batches of gooseneck jerky oh wow pretty damn tasty hmm so just kind of put that out there just a quick little plug no that was all that was. <laughs> <laughs> but no back to the doppelbach uh it, it is delicious we had some some english people in the, the pub the other night and they're asking about different let me try the double buck you know and they were real hesitant so they drank it and they filled up two growlers and took it with them excellent oh thank you yeah <laughs> i was happy they did too but it is a delicious yeah. beer but even more so because I, I do like double box but what you guys are making for your summer seasonal or is it the spring season? No, no, the Doppelbach was the spring season. Doppelbach was this the spring. Is summer. And your uh, watermelon gozo. Yeah. That damn thing was <laughs> phenomenal. Yep. 
Well, uh, this is actually something that it has a lot of relevance to the area of Texas we're in, but uh, I can't try to take credit for making this idea. I definitely made the beer, but uh, this guy's been poking me for a while about this. I said, man, you know what would be cool? Let's do a watermelon goza. <laughs> I said, all right, dude, we'll try it. We'll try it later on the pilot system. Let me get around to it. And we start messing around. I said, oh, dude, this is it. That's it. First batch. He loved it. So, all right, cool. I'm glad you're happy. And now we can start doing artwork and the TABC and all this stuff and, <laughs> and dealing with the headache part of it. But uh, so, it I mean, definitely, it's a traditional goza, correct? That's, that's and right. Then, then did you – how did you do the watermelon? Well, I, I th- you know, I thought – considered heavily on the uh, specific notes of a uh, base goza. Uh, sea salt, coriander, t- uh, tartness, reminiscent of like a lemonade. Super refreshing style by itself. One of the most refreshing styles in the world. Um, and, you know, then thinking back to your childhood of, you know, salting up that uh, watermelon, I just kind of imagined that that would be the perfect fruit for Goza. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Goza, I mean, that is truly a lawnmower beer because that is after you're out there working in the yard, it's like Gatorade. I mean, you just start putting them back in. It's refreshing. Uh, I think it even has electrolytes. I'm not going to you know, don't quote yeah. me on that. But, uh, Salt is electrolytes. Yeah, yeah, that's what you know, it might just yeah. fulfill. And it, it, I'm sure there's a lot more health benefits that scientifically someone can prove. But Gozas are pretty damn fantastic beers. Yes, and this beer will make you stronger and more powerful. I, yeah. I'm thinking it will. Yeah, uh, there's there's facts in there somewhere. Yeah, and I know. I, I think just a little bit that I had it, it made the show better, but <laughs> it, it was uh, the watermelon wasn't real sweet because a lot of people when they do watermelon beers they come and it get, almost gets syrupy, and this one does not. This one just has a good little sweetness to it, but not overly sweet, and the salt just plays plays with it perfectly. Yeah, the uh, actually the uh, you know the coriander note in there really really blends into the watermelon beautifully, adds a uh, extra layer of depth to the watermelon flavor, and the hint and sensation of sweetness without any there being any added sugar. So what is this one going to be called? Is there yeah we come up with a special name for it or we haven't um, our seasonal line is uh, pretty much named according to style. So we had the, you know the stout, the doppelbach, watermelon goza. And then for fall, we have a uh, a little more complicated name, Scotch Ale, brewed with sweet potato and pecan. Mm. That's the one that uh, stuff and we're, you were kind of mentioning putting in a barrel. Yeah, I, uh, we're wanting to, we're building a new building that's going to have some space to do temperature control barrel aging. And uh, this is a beer and a stout and that Doppelbach, definitely. In fact, the Doppelbach's going to have a Garrison Brothers Whiskey Barrel A's version we're going to have at the Wild West Brew Fest only. Uh, but we're wanting to launch the barrel program this year, and that beer in particular, I can see us doing special events with that beer, and then uh, we'll start probably trying to roll out our seasonals with an alternate barrel-aged version. Uh, but that, that beer, is, it's a done deal. The recipe's done. We're just working on the artwork right now for that the scotch ale with the uh sweet potato and pecan it's very nice uh very easy too and it's our answer to pumpkin beers we're not going to make a pumpkin beer anytime soon so this should satisfy those uh, the people that prefer those types of beers if you study pie data (laughs) (laughs) depends on what you mean by studying i I technically (laughs) study a lot of pies yeah now the nation's divided 50 50 on uh, sweet potato pie versus pumpkin pie but for some reason all the love goes to pumpkin in uh you know not just beer but i mean candles you know or coffee or and everything else and it's like this 
is completely overlooked. And this is the South. We like our sweet potato pie. Do like our sweet potatoes. I mean, yams? I mean, sweet potatoes? Oh, yeah. Whatever, man. Do you call them sweet potatoes or do you call them yams <laughs> during Thanksgiving? Both. Yeah. Both. <laughs> it's okay. Depends who made. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you guys, uh, when is the tap room open again? Every Saturday. Every Saturday. Uh, noon to 7. Uh, we always have live music, uh, multiple food trucks out there. It's kid-friendly, dog-friendly. Please come out. Have a good time. Tell your friends. Uh, we're definitely not putting billboards up on the interstate anytime soon, so it's it's really a word-of-mouth thing. And We do get visitors from Houston, Austin, Corpus, San Antonio all the time, from the Valley, Laredo, El Paso. We get some out-of-staters. We get uh, people that are winter Texans stopping by all the time, of course, but very happy to have them, but definitely tell your friends. Yeah. We've got a Canadian. A Canadian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent, man. Gee, everybody needs a Canadian around. Yeah, every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to talk hockey. We, at least we were quite year. excited to, uh, you know, be able be able to uh, say we we now have international visitors. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations with that one. All right, uh, website goaheadbrewing.com. Yep. Nice and easy, and we'll kick back and we'll plan a bus trip here from Houston. And once that happens, I'll let everybody know, and we'll do take a bus from Houston. And we'll head down there and hang out with you guys. Well, yeah, man, we'll make a big deal of it. All right, let's take a break, have, grab another beer, and when we get back, we'll be talking some Fetching Lab. Drink of ages, stay tuned. Spindle Tap Brewery, Houston's newest brewery and tap room. Actually, it's Houston's newest air-conditioned brewery and tap room. Located 10622 Hirsch Road, just 15 minutes north of downtown. Look for Boomtown Blonde, Tool Pusher Pale Ale, Hopper House Double IPA, and Honey Hole ESB on tap around town. But you definitely need to stop in the tap room for a beer and a burger. Tap room is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Get all your information you need. Hey everybody, this is John from Drink of Ages and a great beer you need to go try is Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale. This tasty West Coast style pale ale drinks an easy 5.7% ABV and goes perfect while sitting by the grill listening to the steak sizzle. Grab a pint or pick up a six pack all over town and check them out at sweetwaterbrew.com. Listen Fridays at 9pm on ESPN 97.5 for more beer talk and live music on Drink of Ages radio show. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise. Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cash Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out at cashbranding.com. All right, Drink of Ages, we are back from our little break, and we're now hanging out with Fetching Lab Brewery out of beautiful Alvin, Texas. Yeah, man, actually, Alvin's a good little spot. We have Brett and Teresa hanging out. Yep. Yes. 
Hey, John, long time no see. Yeah. It's been only like a, a week, I yeah. think. Maybe two. <laughs> yeah, has it, was it, has it been two weeks? <laughs> two weeks, I think, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But that's too long. It has been too long. And yeah. so, we'll put a plug in for you there. We went to his new uh, facility at Drink of Ages, that place. Really nice location, really nice place. You got, you got good plans for it, I know that. So. Thank you very much. I know that I had a great time while you guys were hanging out for a little meet and drink. So did we. It's yeah. always good to be able to get out of the brewery and come and sit and chat with the with everybody and chat with you about you know everything from beer to what else did we talk, talk about? We talked about a lot. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot, lot of drinking going on. There's a lot of drinking going on. But beer is one of those things. It's one of those industries where uh, say you are you work for a computer manufacturer. You sit there all day long. And you put screws into this computer and you do this and you go home. You don't sit around and talk about output and 4,015 screws into computers a day. <laughs> but beer, you're like, man, guess how much beer we made today. And you talk exactly. about that right. all the time. You know, oh, and that's yeah. good. It's fun to talk yeah. about. Yeah. It's fun to talk about beer. It certainly is. And so you guys are one of the, what was it, 189 Texas craft breweries now. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Woohoo! As a matter of fact, it was uh, about t- 10 months ago that we showed up. We dropped our very first keg here at the uh, Firehouse Saloon, and yes. it was on your show the same day, so it's good to be back. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yes. Uh, One-year anniversary. You kind of did a little anniversary party mm-hmm. already at the brewery. Yeah, we did a, you know, it was small. Um, we've always had drainage issues at the brewery, so we... Uh, um, weren't able to plan a real big thing because just all the rain this year and and uh, we finally got some uh, tractors out there to work on the flooding problem but uh, we had a small little one year uh, anniversary and you know we're looking forward to making maybe a big blowout for number two I think that'd be a great idea yeah <laughs> especially now that yeah like I said uh, um, drainage is fixed and yeah. so, I, and I swear, I'm going to come out there as soon as I get a break. I'm going to I come tell you, we invited you, you to come and brew with us. And I really need to do that. Yeah, we're starting to feel get our feelings hurt. We need to we need to plan on a Tuesday. So that's really <laughs> Tuesday is like my day off right now. So I don't know what y'all are doing next Tuesday, but I'm free. So. Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Well. Uh, you guys have a good solid lineup going on with the IPA, the Pale L, the um, the wheat beer, and you have and the Amber, your, the, amber, amber yeah, the Roundup yeah. Amber, which is right now our number one seller. Roundup Amber is just is solid. I mean, it's it's delicious. It's up there at the number one tap at the pub for a long for like maybe two weeks. Wow, ten days, something like that. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Which is yeah. funny because that turned into the Amber Tap. It, it was a uh, New Republic, and when uh, their amber blew, then we put your amber on, yeah. and then when that one was gone, then Rabbit Hole showed up with their amber, and it's like, yeah. well, I guess number one's amber. Well, that's one of our yeah. feelings is, is well, I love the American craft beer world right now. There's so many flavors and stuff. Um, sometimes it's good to have just the basics. I mean, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're good, solid beers. Yeah, and even yeah. with the basics, and that's why, I mean, just sampling beers out, you have to because just because... It says amber. Doesn't mean it's going to taste like this amber, that amber. No. It's because it says IPA. Like, oh, I like IPAs. Yeah. And it's like, well, let's taste some IPAs because every six of these taste completely right. different. And what's interesting is that there's a lot of flavor profiles that are saturated. Um, lots and lots of IPAs. Lots and lots of pale ales. Lots and lots of stouts. But amber? I mean, really, it's not a saturated area. There's a lot of folks who've, you know, who just 
um, almost have abandoned the, the amber market, and there's a whole set of uh, uh, amber drinkers. Who, a lot. A yes. lot of them lot who of... have kind of felt abandoned. We've kind of we've heard a lot of feedback. They're like, oh wow, you're filling a niche, and we it's accidental. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, it's accidental. We did not know we were going to end up filling a niche, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of amber drinkers and just not as big a variety of ambers as there are all the other varieties. So Yeah, and it's a, so many people come in because I'm like, who doesn't really like IPAs? If you don't like IPAs, yeah. you will eventually. But <laughs> yeah, one day. A lot of people come in, they're like, I really don't like hoppy beers. And it's like, <laughs> well, we have an amber or we have the Doppelbach. I mean, that's pretty much the, yeah. and And yeah. they work, they both work really well. Yeah. Exactly, you know, and, and and ambers are great kind of introductory craft beer uh, options. You know, you have someone who you know has a boyfriend or a girlfriend who they're just introducing to craft beer, and you know they're like, you know, I want this IPA, and get you know so and so get them an amber because it's it's a respectable craft beer, you know, but it's still you know easy enough to drink for someone who maybe isn't we, um, used to the craft beer flavors we always uh, like it to sushi you know if you've never had sushi before if i just slap some raw fish down on there you're gonna go i ain't in that you get a little california rolls and work your way into so you start with this nice introductory beers the crap the, the the wheats and the the ambers and stuff like this and there's a lot of people who are transitioning to craft beer nowadays and so it's a it's a nice little market yeah you start off with the california roll and within like a week later you have tentacles sticking out exactly you're like oh give me that one it's still moving oh man now i want some sushi mm. uh, but you also have your bound and determined stout oh, yes which is uh, seasonal it is a seasonal and uh i think it we is... have one or two kegs still floating around texas or uh, houston but there's always a few uh we've already cut it off for the for the, the that season and we'll pick it back up here and that beer actually made uh, one of the top 64 beers on that march madness beer bracket yes. from yes. the houston beer yeah, guide so we were really surprised and uh and excited and you know felt like put up a good fight well it was up against bbh you know (laughs) put up the fight that he was going to put up we were happy with the results we were happy we were even on the list right right right, the first year you know to be even on the list was it was phenomenal for us see bbh finished second 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 yeah yellow Yellow rose Rose. go yellow rose i was rooting for yellow rose yeah yellow rose is great Catalysts, you know, yeah. yeah. There, there's so many good beers right now being brewed out of the Houston area that, and, and just to have like a BBH and a Yellow Rose, two completely opposite yeah. in style of beers. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. That oh. is, that is. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody you, likes Barrel Age though. I love Barrel Age myself, man. Yeah. But so imagine just but more beers ha- like just the IPAs. Yeah, you have that this Barrel Age against the IPA. You yeah. know, it's a really two totally different genres. Yeah. It's like who who's gonna win that? You know, it's uh, it's you know, and both are totally respectable beers. Yeah. I love them. I love them both. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like the well, sort of where like last season the Rockets made it all. You know, they they lost to the World Champions. Um, so, so it's sort of like that, you know. You you, you were right there. Well, there. Like, what if you yeah. weren't paired with with the uh, one that just kicked yeah. everybody's butt? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're might have made a little farther in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're oh, we're well. kind of looking. We're like, you know, if we were in this other like several brackets, we might have put up a solid fight. You know, the sweet sixteen. You know, yeah. well, maybe even to you know, well, thirty two sixteen, maybe who knows? Mm-hmm. But we might have gotten out of first round. You know, but up against BBH first round, we had no chance. That's tough. Way to go yeah. there. Way to go, Carbon. Yeah. <laughs> go Carbon. Yeah, that's uh, right. You know, good match. 
All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a new beer that you guys have coming out. Yes. A new old beer that you guys have. Yes. And we're going to talk some blueberry. All right, drink a beer. Drink back. One of my favorite places to go just got better. Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new tap towers. 20 local lineups, 8 national crafties, 8 imports and ciders, 5 fancy pans, specialty brews, 1 mead, and 1 cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner. And don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world-famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, RudyardsPub.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com. What's up, everybody? This is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show, and a local brewery for you to go out and try is from Cycler's Brewing Company. It is the 5511 Double Red L. What makes it a double? 7.9% ABV does. What makes it red? Well, actually, the roasted malts that they're used is what gives it the red color. 5511 is a medium-bodied beer that balances well with the piney bitterness from the hops. Available in 12-ounce cans and also on draft at your favorite places. Don't forget to tune in to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. right here on ESPN 97.5. Drink of Ages, we are back once again. Having some fun over here at Firehouse Saloon and hanging out with Fetching Lab Brewery, Brett and Teresa. Yes. And welcome back. We're back. Okay, just making sure uh, we'll just focus on what we're doing here. Uh, Because some of these little bombers floating around are starting to... (laughs) Started to taste really, really good. Yes. As a matter of fact. And we are drinking at the moment the um, Tamesian Fox. Tamesian Fox. Yeah. Tamesian Fox. Tamesian Fox. Yeah. That's a, such a strange spelling of it's, the word. It is. Greek. It's, it goes all the way back uh, okay. to the Greek, uh, the original fox and hound uh, story, and it's also the origins of. Uh, the constellations Canis Major and Canis Minor. It's that origin story there because everything space related and dog related is taken like a hundred times over. Try naming a beer, and, right? right? So we had to go all the way to the beginning, and accidentally stumbled on the original um, uh, fox and hound story that kind of couples right there with the the space story. Yeah. So if there. you look up the uh, the story between Laylips and the Tomesian fox in Greek history, you won't go into the whole thing. It's it very long, boring. Stuff. But uh, if you look at our logos, uh, the labels for those two beers, on one of them you'll see the space shuttle, and one of them you'll see the space station because you know, one is always chasing the other. You know? Okay, so, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yep, they are our tribute to Houston space exploration. Excellent. I remember uh, like the last time the space shuttle uh, flew, it actually yeah. flew over where you could see it in Houston, yeah. and 
I always wanted to go watch a space shuttle launch. That was just like just something I've always my whole life, and then all of a sudden, just didn't happen. Yeah. And it's like, well, son of a gun. When I was with NASA, I supported 18 um, uh, landings, and I never once got to see a landing because if I went to the main facility, it landed at the uh, backup. If I went to the backup, it landed at the main one. Landed the main. I was I was jinxed. You know, so. Well, at least at least you know. Hopefully, within the next <clears> 20 years, we'll be watching rockets launch from Ellington Field. Well, I hope that's so. The new awesome. I hope we start flying again. Period. You know, I don't care yes. if it's from Ellington or anywhere. Just somewhere in the U.S. launching a rocket and getting out there. So. Agree. That's one of the things that uh, sometime in my life, I will take a trip to space. So that's just what that's oh, what nice. I want to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the ultimate. You must shave your beard. That's it. I will shave my beard <laughs> to Whoa. go to space. But this is zero gra- zero gravity. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. As long as you have your beard cam. <laughs> yes, yeah, my beard cam. I see the pictures of Marsha Ivan. She had like big hair. It was like all over the place. It's kind of funny. You know? yeah, so. That's great. Uh, let's talk about your next beer, and which is the Blue Mischief. Blue Mischief. Oh, yes. Which is... Well, you, you can this tell the story much is, better than I can. This beer is an amazing beer. It is literally the beer that launched our brewery. It's the one that, uh, when back when we were uh, home brewing, um, the people we kept making it, and they're like, it was the favorite of the party. Everyone kept saying, "You've got to make it. You've got to make it. You've got to make it." So this, so uh, we've been waiting until about now to actually put this beer out. Once we got to kind of get the, the new startup jitters going and stuff. So it, it is a nice, light, crisp beer. Uh, it does have the uh, some blueberry flavor into it, uh, but it's not like your typical fruit beers. There's not a lot. There's almost no sweetness. We dry it out quite a bit. Uh, the actual blueberry you don't taste until literally about two or three seconds into the drink, and it just kind of cleans it out. So it's it starts. You get a little bit of blueberry. It stops. That's it. It's it's just absolutely the perfect summer drinking beer. Yeah. Yeah, we had some at the pub the other night. Yes, we when did. We were there, and it was pretty fantastic. Oh, and thank that's, you. That's definitely uh, going to be a good summertime beer. I think so. I think so. It's low in ABV. It's a 5.5, so be you know in the sessionable area, right? So it'll be, you know, when you're when it's spring, summer, hot outside, it'll be. It's that perfect beer to reach for, and you know, it's uh, it's beer first, fruit second. It's not in your face. Because like there are some of... blueberry beers out there that it's like a blueberry Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. No, no. 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 This is not. It's actually it's... a yellow color. There's no, blue, no purple. No, 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 <laughs> it's not like purple, that, yeah. You know, it won't stain your lips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's no, you know, very little residual sweetness. We dry it out. So it's almost a, like a tart blueberry versus like a sweet blueberry. Um, you really get the flavors of the cream ale well before you get the blueberry flavor in it. So you get, it. it it's not just blueberry overpowering the beer. You get beer first, blueberry second. And that's how we really like to do our adjuncts. We want you to taste the beer, not just the adjunct, right? Well, you definitely um, scored very well. So how is it, I mean, brewing on the large system, this homebrew recipe, did you get it pretty close to what you had before? Absolutely nailed it. We were yeah. so happy. I mean, they were, you always, you're always paranoid when you're just going from a 10-gallon batch up to a 155-gallon batch. Like, oh, how's it going to come out? You start out when we uh, pulled, started pulling out the mash, it was the color. It was like, okay, it's good. It's clear. And then you, you, know, you taste a little bit. You're like, oh, my gosh, right on the, And as we go in there, uh, the gravities, we hit them right on the thing. We did just absolute perfect run on this thing so far. So we're so happy with this. I was actually a little bit worried while when we transferred it to the fermenter I didn't know if we had enough blueberry in there because we put blueberry in two stages and I didn't know if we had the starting stage if we had enough blueberry in there but I was like you know what we're gonna let it be and then we had never really tasted that blueberry beer throughout the fermentation process when there's yeast just really kind of floating around in it so as you're doing your taste and you're doing your gravities 
you start to get a little worried. But then once we started cold crashing it and getting that yeast to fall out, that flavor really started appearing as it's, yeah. as it's going to be. And that's when I calmed down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, he was like, it's going to be perfect. Be and perfect. I'm like, I, I don't think it. so. Yeah. Right. I was, yeah, so I was we put it into the fermenter or to the uh, bright tank yesterday. We're going to let it sit for about almost a week. And then we'll be kegging it up just in time for the uh, Katie Wild West. Wild West, Wild West Brewfest. Yeah. But we will be rolling it out at Gordon Street Tavern on Thursday, 6 on to Thursday, 11, 6 to with the official rollout on it. So. Yeah, we're having a release party, at, you know, down there in Alvin, and you know, this is that you know celebration of a long time coming. Yeah. You know, the beginning of of everything, and so we said, you know what, let's have it right there close to home and uh, celebrate our the the brewery's hometown and uh, and all things craft beer. So come on out, and we'll. We'll party together. On top of um, eating a bunch of scotch eggs at Gordon Street. Oh, best scotch, scotch eggs, aren't they? Man, oh, that amazing. place. Yeah. That, uh, Henry and the guys on there, man, that's a special place in my heart for the whole yeah. Gordon mm-hmm. Street Tavern bunch. But those scotch eggs, they yeah. might ultimately give me a heart attack, but they are they those stuffed jalapenos probably first. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, between the two, Make man, they're so damn good. <laughs> yeah. All right. yeah. I know where we're shopping on the way home. But um, yeah, and they're and they're uh, chicken chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. They're huge. Yeah, the, it's, it's like enough for like four people. No. <laughs> it's awesome. No, I, I can't help but to eat their uh, stuffed jalapenos and scotch eggs. That's yeah. just, just oh god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we have some other beers coming out this year, and we will be rolling them out as we go along. We've got one that we're going to be putting up against some of the Octobers. Uh, we're not loggering. There's not going to be an Octoberfest, but we've got one that uh, will be. We'll tell you more about that later on. It's kind of our little secret in the, in yeah. the back corner. Back. We got a little, we a little something, something special. Though. We yeah, have I mean, a what, what our, kind of style at least. It, what are we looking? We're calling at? it Fetcher in the Rye. But it's not just any old rye beer. Yeah, it's not We're any doing old something rye. very, very special with it. All right. All Throughout right. the summer, you'll be able to try it at our Day at the Brewery events as a little, you know, kind of pre-taster. Yeah. But uh, those have already been out there lately because we haven't yeah. opened a lot this year, but we have been open. Those that have been there, it's going. As a matter of fact, uh, because this is made in collaboration with a gentleman who works with a, a, a corporate a company called Alpha Search and Recovery, they train uh, search recovery dogs. Um, every dollar that we sell in-house, a dollar for every glass we sell in-house, a dollar for every glass, glass uh, goes to them to help them support their their training activities looking Excellent. for people's mm-hmm. lost ones, loved ones like this. Yeah. And then, uh, then uh, we have our what's the, going up against the pumpkin beers. Yeah, right before the Bounded Tournament comes back, we were going to go up against the pumpkin beers with something. It's going to be a pecan and pinon molasses wee heavy that we've been working on, and we're really looking for it. We're shooting for about 9% alcohol on this thing. It's going to be thick, heavy. It's going to be those in the night, smoke a cigar, just, you know, type of beer. It's going to be mm. awesome. I like yeah. all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Count me in. All right. Right, FetchingLabBrewery.com is the website. Yes. And Facebook, follow you guys. Y'all are constantly posting stuff on there so you can get all the information for the brewery events. And Absolutely. highly recommend people coming out there to the beautiful city of Alvin, short yeah. drive south of Houston, to check you guys out. Yeah, come on out to the country. Get out of the city for a little bit. Breathe some fresh air. Fresh Breathe air. some fresh air. Bring it up. And bring it up. <laughs> yes. All right, Dream Vedas, we'll be right back. Music segment sponsored by Spindle Tap Brewery. Look for their beer on tap around town or just go get some at the tap room. SpindleTapBrewery.com. 
Town & City Brewing is a microbrewery in the heart of one of Houston's oldest and most iconic neighborhoods, bringing Houston worldly beers at a neighborhood level. The taproom and beer garden focuses on bar-like service with no need to purchase tokens or tours. Patrons can buy half pints, full pints, pitchers, and flights of beer. Bring your family, including your furry ones, because kids and pets are welcome. The kids can enjoy the house-made sodas. The kitchen is serving pub fare with brunch from 11 to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Live music two days a week and a farmer's market on the second Sunday of every month. Townandcitybrewing.com. In a sun-drenched field on the side of a quiet road just north of Houston, there is an old church, and inside this old church, something is brewing. That something is Backview Brewing Company, the Houston area's next legendary craft brewery. With two lines of beer, the Saints and the Sinners, Backview does things differently because it's the only way they know. With creative characters and bold twists, Backview devises flavors that are entirely unexpected but endlessly enjoyable. Visit BackviewBrewing.com for a list of watering holes where you can find your new favorite beer. Backview Brewing Company. Hey, Drink of Ages, we are back, and this is a music section of the show, music segment that is brought to you by Spittletop Brewery, located just 15 minutes from Houston. They have a badass little tap room up there, making some really solid beers. Spittletop Brewery, not that far, man. Go out there and check them out. And our music guest, music guest tonight, man, excited, excited to have have you sitting here across, man. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I've been listening to music all week. Music guest is Tony Ramey. How are man, you, man? Man, I'm doing pretty fantastic because well, you know, this is a good. beer show as well. Well, it is, man. I was just uh, thinking, you know, they can make beer out of just about anything. This watermelon here. That watermelon goza. Watermelon goza. Yeah, that, that is good stuff. Man, when good you're stuff. outside the summertime. That's a good summertime picnic beer, isn't it? Oh, you throw start throwing yeah. some of that back. It's refreshing. Watermelon never tasted so good. Yeah. Well, except for when you used to, like in high school, poke the hole in it and put the bottle of vodka and let that soak for a little while in the refrigerator and mm-hmm. then eat the, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't mean high school because this is over 21 drinks. Right, like, Once that's you graduated right. college and you're doing You might have been in Germany, man. Yes, yeah, so when so you've, uh, uh, once you've created your career, yeah. then you poke holes in watermelon and drink watermelon <laughs> vodka. <laughs> right. Not, yeah, we're, we're not trying to not talk bef- about it. Yeah, not before. No. Take care of your business first. But, uh, hey, Tony, actually... Happy birthday to you, man! Oh, thank you. Yeah, Your well, birthday it's, is it's coming not up. quite there, but it's coming up. You know. Yep, it's, it's uh, sometime this month, though, right? Uh, it's a couple couple of days. Yeah. Okay. Sun Sunday. So, Birthdays are good, you know, man. Birthdays well, are. It's good. It's better than the alternative. Man. Uh, no, no doubt about it. Death days. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you only get one of those. That's right. At least man. birthdays, you get several of them. <laughs> yeah, you're not having a birthday, and you know, when you're on the other side of the dirt, you know. Yeah. But well, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been really cool. I'm glad I could stop in and say hello to you guys. Yeah, coming all the way from Greenville, Texas. Yeah, today I drove in from Greenville, and then I'm over in uh, Conroe tomorrow. At a couple of uh, fair shows at Montgomery County Fair, the cook off, and so uh, yeah, kind of yeah, blowing you got through a few town. Shows over at Red Brick Tavern. Had a play at Red Brick Tavern, sort of regular. We do a songwriter spotlight over there, and uh, it's in Conroe downtown on the on the square, almost right off the square. And it's a real cool show. I mean, we uh, do a Thursday nights over there, and uh, I usually present a guest, uh, you know, uh, a songwriter, and uh, we sort of spotlight them and and just so- uh, swap songs, you know. And between uh, some badass music, some excellent beers, and filet mignon pizza. 
Oh yeah, that's great. Great home fried pizzas. And, oh man, that's yeah, so good. Yeah, comfort foods is what they mm-hmm. call it. Yeah, so it's really good. Well, let's talk music for a little bit, because uh, you, you're a songwriter. <clears throat> well, you've yes. Written, you've written how many songs have you? A lot you of think them. Thank you. Have written in your life. I don't. That's probably approaching somewhere around 3,500, something like that, man. I mean, I've written, but you know, when you do it for almost 20 years in a room every single day i mean you know uh you start to amass quite a catalog you know for yourself well you've written some uh pretty badass songs that actually uh, on albums that went gold you've written songs for george Strait, john right, michael right. montgomery i mean yeah, you got some, some big artists under your belt yeah i've been i was really fortunate man I'm very very uh very fortunate and blessed i mean we had uh i've had doug stone record my songs and uh John Michael Montgomery and uh, Trisha Yearwood and you know a lot of a lot of uh, you know good fortune you know in that in that uh, area but you know I didn't really uh, that well my publishers I wrote for publishers in Nashville so um, my interest was just writing songs and playing music you know that's what as a songwriter and a musician I mean you put out uh, let's see. Tony Ramey and the Dixie Flyer Band came out in 1994. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's before I even moved to Nashville. Boy, I didn't know. They really done some research on that one. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, Was that a Wikipedia thing, man? That's. Uh, I can't tell you. Which I felt I found I, when I saw a Wikipedia page out on me, man, I felt very violated. There's some other things that, that we were going to talk <laughs> about, but off air that I found on the internet about you. But I, I bet, man, some uh, questionable stuff. I yeah, guess. the Dixie Flyer. But when I had forgotten about that, man, the Dixie Flyers. Uh, what what year was that? Ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. So we toured all over, you know, the tri-state area up there, all over Ohio and Kentucky and Virginia and West Virginia and everywhere you know we were you know this we were the hottest thing in the area yeah. at the time anyway but um yeah i've put out about seven or eight records i think so well, how, far. how is a songwriter which song do you go i'm gonna sing this song or i'm gonna let them sing this song oh i don't really think about it man a lot of my songs uh, that other artists have picked up were uh picked up from my records you know so they heard it from a record or whatever and uh like you know most recently uh, I guess Miranda Lambert, for example, picked up a song of mine and, and covered it up in a, a live show. And, you know, rumor is she's, she's uh, probably going to put it on a record, but that was on my Places album. A song called Scars was on my Places album back in 2004 or five. you know. So uh, eventually, you know, a blind, a blind squirrel will find a nut uh, uh, here and there, you know. And so, you know, you just... Uh, you write and you, you know, make records and then, uh, well, I, I say you, I do that. I mean, I write and make records the best way I know how. And then, you know, if somebody else wants to sing a song, then I'm perfectly yeah, sometimes fine Sometimes, like, as me, you know, you said you, like me, uh, yeah, I've been drinking. I come up with all kind of awesome lyrics <laughs> in my head. <laughs> well, my first uh, gold record was, uh, you know, I was uh, very... Uh, it was my first publishing deal. I'd been in town about seven months, and uh, our publisher was notorious for uh, scathing, uh, chastising the writers for not writing enough up-tempo, positive songs. And so we all had a writers' meeting, and he was he proceeded to tell us how much money we weren't making for him, and. 
at the end of the meeting, all the riders, we went uh, we went to a place called Las Palmas over on 19th Avenue in Nashville. We were all had steam coming out of our ears because we were mad about it. And uh, and uh, anyway, I had about two pictures of margaritas, and we were you know ready to walk out. We were gonna we were gonna do a songwriter strike, you know. And, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. We're gonna, I'm going to write a song today, but I'm going to write my song today. You know, so I went back, and uh, I remember I was writing with a little gal by the name of Nettie Music. She's a sweet little gal. And uh, she said, well, what are we going to do, Tony? I mean, we've got to write. you have any ideas for a tempo positive songs? I said, no, I don't. <laughs> but I do have an idea for, uh, and, and here was the rule was, no songs over three minutes, no waltzes, absolutely no waltzes, and no ballads. So I said, but I got an idea for a song over four minutes, and it's a waltz. And I got it on the way over here, which I don't know how I did that, but I stumbled over there and got this idea. And she said, oh, we can't do that. You know, we can't do that. I said, I can do it. Watch this. So we wrote a song called uh, I Don't Want This Song to End. And about a year, I mean, about a, a week and a half later, uh, they put it on a comp dist over to Atlantic and gave it to Al Cooley, a guy by the name Al Cooley at Atlantic Records, where John Michael was recording at the time. And Al said, he, he listened to the whole compilation and he said, man, I'm going to send this to John Michael just because of this up-tempo song you guys got on here. It's a great song! I'm going to send you the whole kit and caboodle. He can listen to all of them. Well, a day and a half later, John Michael called the office and said, man, I want to put that song on hold. And of course, my plugger at the time said oh you mean the up tempo that he circled on the cd he goes no no i mean that's an okay song but man i love that waltz love that on waltz. there i love that i don't want this song to end so he recorded it like a month later and that was my first gold record and it kind of taught me that you know you have to be true to yourself and write what you want to write or you know and you'll never be able to chase a rabbit around for very long before you get caught in a briar patch you know so uh so that was my yeah that was my first big lesson in songwriting (laughs) yeah yeah don't listen to what everybody else tells you to write you know yeah you released a song with willie nelson here uh the bible the bottle and the gun yeah yeah on the soul survivor album yeah, that's that was pretty exciting. I bet, that was, I bet it was. Uh, we went and watched Willie and Merle last year over at Whitewater. Oh yeah, uh, was yeah. A hell of a show. I bet it was, and it's fortunate to get to see Merle. You know, yeah. that, that's we lost a good one there. So, yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty cool. I mean, that's probably the pinnacle of uh, an artist's career, especially an independent guy like me. You know, so sing a duet with uh, somebody of that ilk. You know, of. Uh, um, Willie Nelson's ilk and uh, he did it you know for the what was really cool is he just did it because he loved the song you know I mean, he's, they uh, didn't have any other reasons to go in and sing it except for that you know? right. well it's a hell of a song well thank you man thank you very much I thought he did a great job on it too you know he, he uh, put the he put the Willie Nelson magic on the last verse there it's pretty ominous you know yep. when he comes in he has a way yeah. of doing that. He does, man. He does. He, does. he even put some gut string on it for us. So, yeah, well, dot com, R A M E Y dot com. You got That's all right. your music up there. Uh, it's on iTunes, right. it's on Spotify. I mean, you can find you all over the place. Yeah, I'm I'm all over the wiki, Wikipedia pages out there, 
uh, WikiLeaks and all that stuff. WikiLeaks, yeah. And like I said, we'll talk about some other places I found. Some, uh, I'm not going to talk about those videos. Yeah, yeah, well, see, you know, who knows what's out there. But, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Definitely. And, um, man, about to get you outside here at Firehouse Saloon on the stage. and Ready, ready to do like it. Said, if you're listening on Badlands, you get the whole show. If you're listening on ESPN, then you enjoy this music in between the segments. All right. All right, let's thank everybody that came on. Tony, appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate coming on. Yeah, we have Fetching Lab Brewery and Goliad Brewery hanging out for tonight's show. And you can listen to the podcast sponsored by Buffalo by Brewing Company by going to drinkbages.com. Get out there and get some sweet water, 420. Huh, yes. It is like, you know, 420. That's a good time to drink some sweet water, 420. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's out there. Your best beer place around town, man. Delicious beer. We'll be back next week over at Drink of Ages Pub. On Badlands Radio and ESPN 97.5. Talk to you all next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store. 